Fighting for the Faith is listener-supported. That means we truly depend on you in order to bring this resource to you. If you don't already support us financially, you could do so. Visit our website, fightingforthefaith.com. You'll see our three friendly yellow buttons there. One says donate. The other says join our crew. The other says become a patron. Click on one of them and fill that out. If you'd like to support us the traditional way, you can make your gift payable to Fighting for the Faith and send it to Post Office Box 13344, Grand Forks, North Dakota, zip code 58208. And let me thank you for your support. We truly cannot do what we are doing here without it. It's time for another edition of Fighting for the Faith. Monday, January 7th. 2019. Yeah, I had to take a little bit of time off to tend to a very complicated personal matter. In fact, uh, what ended up happening? It will make a great screenplay or a book. Oh, man. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Rosebro, and I am your servant in Jesus Christ. And this is the program that dishes up a daily dose of biblical discernment, the goal of which, help you to think biblically, help you to think critically, and help you to slow down, stop, open up your Bible and compare. Compare what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. Sadly, there is no shortage of crazy stuff being said out there. We take the time to open up God's Word to compare and contrast with the most popular pastors, preachers, teachers, conference speakers, self-proclaimed prophets, prophetesses, self-appointed apostles and apostolettes, and those generally put forward by the evangelical industrial complex as those whom we need to be listening to, whose books apparently we need to be buying, and whose small group curricula we should be studying instead of the Word of God. Yeah, weird how that works. Over and again, we demonstrate that the steady diet of doctrine that's put forward for consumption by the average evangelical is far from biblical, far from what God's Word says. It's not even close. In fact, there's just so much mangling going on out there, uh, we can barely even keep up. Now, we've uh, outfitted the Aletheia. We have headed out to see. We've got a, a very vast target list over the next few weeks that we're going to have to get to. Uh, might try to do a little bit of catch-up on some of the things I really wanted to cover uh, during my uh, minor hiatus, and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do about that. But it's really good to be back. And uh, and like I said, you had to deal with a very complicated uh, personal uh, family matter. And, you know, we're still not quite done with it is the best way I can put it. You know, there are, the, the end has yet to be written. The end has yet to be written. But uh, <laughs> the few people who know about uh, what it is that myself and my family have gone through have all said the same thing. You've got to write a book about this. You've got to write a book. Yeah, someday we'll, we, I might actually end up doing that. But the problem is, is that it's... <laughs> If I told you the details, you'd say, no, that, what? (laughs) 
the story is so unbelievable that you you know that you know, the people we've told who you know who are in our confidence they they are slack jawed like are you kidding that really I mean <laughs> yes it's that kind of crazy so I I can't discuss all the details now like I said final chapter hasn't been written but. Uh, you know, the, the, just suffice it to say that uh, uh, there is a time coming when I'm hoping to be able to talk about what it is that we've been made to go through, uh, because uh, I think it would uh, be helpful and beneficial for uh, people within the body of Christ who are experiencing similar types of situations, uh, as well as uh, those people in the pastorate uh, who uh, who've had to deal with the difficult circumstances. But uh, again, that's all for a future. Uh, date. So uh, now that I'm back, uh, good to be uh, in the Alethius, uh, looking at you know my <clears throat> program sheet here for January 7th. All right, so I may have overcooked our first episode back. Just a reminder, by the way, every episode of Finding for the Faith does have a theme, unless otherwise noted this one does have a theme today. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to begin with a Prophetic Holy Orders Network Information Exchange Syndicate twin spin. We'll first be checking in with Jennifer LeClaire. And uh, she's apparently dubbed uh, 2019 the Year of the Decree. And so we'll spend just a wee bit of time with Jennifer LeClaire as she as she's doing this promo video for the Year of the Decree. And uh, then we'll switch it up a little bit. Uh, we're going to check in with Patricia King. And uh, Patricia King has a video out, uh, Three Prophecies for 2019. Three Prophecies for 2019. And um, this, I think, is a quintessential example of what it means to teach for shameful gain things you ought not to teach or to exploit people with false words because of greed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> out of all of Patricia King's uh, you know, you know, prophecies, so-called, that we've covered here at Fighting for the Faith... This one is like the most overt, greedy, uh, e exploitive, false prophecy type words I've seen in a while from her. So we'll uh, check in with her on that. Now, if we have time, I have a wild card segment, uh, a new apostolic reformation update from uh, Glory City Church down in Australia. Catherine Runala talking about that this is a season for, are you ready? D divine acceleration. Yeah, how many times have I heard that? I mean, it's just... Like it's just become like part of the wallpaper of the uh, charismatic movement. You know, somebody claiming that uh, this is a season of divine acceleration. So we'll take a listen to that if we have time. Uh, if we don't get to it today, we will get to it in another installment of Fighting for the Faith. And uh, and then the second half of the hour, we're going to do a little uh, an extended segment uh, uh, from Stephen Furtick and Elevation Church. And uh, we've called this segment Come Through Drippin'. Come Through Drippin'. And uh, it's all about, supposedly, you know, like the book of Exodus and the crossing of the Red Sea by the children of Israel. But uh, then again, anytime we uh, cover Stephen Furtick, there is a very, very good chance, and I, and I mean really highly likely chance, that uh, we will be covering something that we call Jesus here at uh, Fighting for the Faith. It's a term... Uh, originally coined by one of our listeners years back, uh, it's where we talk. You take narcissism 
and eisegesis, and you squish the two words together, and it becomes narcissism. Narcissism being self-love, and eisegesis being uh, you know, reading into the biblical text stuff that ain't there. Uh, that's what eisegesis means. And uh, and so when you get narcissism, it's the reading into the biblical text to all your love for you. Yeah, it's, and Stephen Furtick is like the king of the narcissists. Well, you know, I should. Well, maybe. Maybe the crown prince, yeah, because I I do believe that uh, T.D. Jakes has something on <laughs> on Furtick when it comes to Jesus. So last but not least, uh, hour number two, uh, we're going to go back just a little bit. I didn't have an opportunity to cover any Christmas sermons, so we're uh, going to be checking in with Keith Kraft of uh, the Cathedral of Frisco and Elevate Life Church and uh, listen to his sermon titled, How to Wonder Fill Your Life. Yeah, how to wonder fill your life, and uh, this uh, this is a particular kind of sermon. I, I call this the made up steps to experience something sermon. So, uh, you know, this, so uh, this the way this template works is is that you know you start off with like a common problem that people experience. You know, something like, well, I I'm not getting along well with the boss, and I want more influence and power and affluence kind of stuff. So. All right, so you want more power, influence, and affluence? Well, here are the three steps that God would want you to follow. So that then, if you follow them, then you will be able to experience, you know, power and influence and affluence. There, by the way, there are no biblical texts that give you three easy steps to do such things. And so, uh, apparently, uh, Keith Kraft is going to be preaching on the movie "It's a Wonderful, a Wonderful Life," and then give us steps on how we can experience a wonder-filled life ourselves. So these are just made up steps. They're, you know, these steps are not actually found in scripture, but this is a popular technique used uh, by people who are false teachers and are not biblical exegetes who rightly handle God's word. They make stuff up. And so what ends up happening then is that this is a form of ear scratching, telling people what they want to hear rather than what they need to hear. That will be today's episode of Fighting for the Faith. Strongly recommend you make yourself comfortable. we got a lot of ground we need to cover. And since we're going to do a prophetic Holy Orders Network Information Exchange Syndicate Twin Spin, let's do this. Oh, hallelujah. Get up right now. That's right. That's uh, Robert Tilton and Hubaba Kanda. So we're uh, heading over to the YouTube channel of Jennifer LeClaire, uh, the former editor-in-chief of Charisma Magazine, as she's going to be talking about the year of the decree. Here we go. Well, Happy New Year, or Merry New Year, as my friends 
in London say. Listen, this is going to be a powerful year. I've dubbed it the year of the decree. I Yeah, 29. It's going to be a powerful year, folks. It's very rare to hear somebody claiming to be a prophet today sitting going, Oh, the coming year is going to be filled with doom and gloom and... There is William Tapley, but uh, yeah, oh, it's just everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, no, no one really talks like that. So, oh, it's going to be a powerful year for you. And she's dubbed it the year of the decree. Let me back it up so that you can hear her dubbing. I dubbed the the year of the decree. Yeah, here we go. Happy New Year or Merry New Year, as my friends in London say. Listen, this is going to be a powerful year. I've dubbed it the year of the decree. I want to encourage you, stop praying only. All right, so she's encouraging us. You got to get away from just praying. Stop praying only. You got to do something more. Yeah, let me back this up because, wow, this is bad. Um, The year of the decree. I want to encourage you, stop praying only and start decreeing also. I am decreeing over you right now, prosperity. (laughs) It's about time somebody did that. I could really use that prosperity stuff. Anyway, um, so let's just do a little biblical comparative work here. Uh, This woman is Looney Tunes theologically, and I wouldn't trust her teaching Sunday school to a pack of newborn puppies. Anyway, um, so uh, y'all familiar with that great Ephesians 6 armor of God text? Yeah, you know, know, take up the shield of faith and yeah, yeah, all all that kind of stuff. Watch what it says and notice there's no mention of decreeing stuff. Yeah, as far as what we're doing. So here's what it says, Ephesians 6.16, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Supplication. Yeah, that's basically petitioning God asking no decreeing a supplication is not a decree um it's quite the end to that end uh, keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for the saints yeah you would think that if you know spiritual warfare included a lot of decreeing you know and not just you know praying only that you know in this great passage that deals with you know you know doing battle with the forces of the evil and the demonic that uh, included in that would somehow be, you know, something mention of decreeing and declaring stuff. Instead, there's a whole lot of supplication and asking God, Lord, please, uh, rather than decreeing and declaring. Uh, Another uh, text that I think is helpful here, uh, Philippians 4 Uh, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. Life can throw things at you that can cause you to be anxious. But don't be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests, requests be made known to God. You see, the decreeing and declaring thing, that's what God does. 
Yeah, so God sits there and goes, I decree, because I'm God, that this, that, or the other thing shall happen for so-and-so, right? Because you've gone to God and you said, Lord, please, in your mercy, hear my prayer. God says, I hear your prayer, so I decree. So you're going to note that uh, what Jennifer LeClaire is teaching basically is teaching us to behave like we're little deities. And, and no biblical text teaches us we need to be decreeing and declaring. So let's get back to all these declarations that she's making on our behalf. Oh, man. You know, and uh, she's going to declare prosperity. You know, could you declare like some warmer weather here in North Dakota? It's really cold right now. Anyway, let's listen again. Here we go. Here of the decree. Yeah. I want to encourage you, stop praying only and start decreeing also. I am decreeing over you right now, prosperity. I decree that everything you put your hand to is going to prosper. I'm decreeing over you right now, divine health. I say you walk in wholeness, in fullness of joy, in Jesus' name. I de- uh, Yeah, um, maybe she's a witch wonder if she's weighs less than a duck <clears throat> anyway over you reconciliation i decree i decree i decree i want you to start decreeing with me listen this is going to be a great year we are in this together i'm so grateful for you're, you're in the behaving like god and engaging in some kind of form of divination and witchcraft yeah, yeah jump in there folks with uh, jennifer leclerc <laughs> things will warm up for you eternally really hot so but uh yeah for support i'm so grateful for your partnership your participation in my schools my networks my prayer movement you make jennifer leclerc ministries what it is so from my heart to yours i want to say again merry new year happy new year and i decree over you that 2019 is going to be your best year ever in jesus uh, yeah, I think you get the point. None of that's biblical. Uh, that's, you know, that's like the epitome of a false teacher and false prophet. Yeah, and you're know, teaching you nonsense like decreeing and declaring rather than making your request be made known to God by prayer and supplication. And uh, and so isn't it fascinating that the devil always seems to go after prayer because he knows how how powerful Christian prayer is. And so you think of those caught up in the system of uh, Roman Catholicism. They're praying to saints and praying to the Virgin Mary. That ain't getting them nowhere. Uh, and now you got Jennifer LeClaire claiming, oh, it's here to decree, man. So I want you to decree with me and stuff. Yeah, no, and the, the Bible don't teach that either. No, pray. Make your request be known to God. Don't decree and declare. Let God do the decreeing and, and decreeing and declaring. That's his sovereign right to do so. Moving along, we're going to check in with the YouTube channel for Patricia King and uh, her recent video that she posted titled Three Important Prophecies for 2019. And we're going to note that, (laughs) I mean, seriously, she is fulfilling the prophecy of the Apostle Peter in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, uh, with this prophetic utterance of hers. And you have to put the word prophetic in air quotes because... this is all about Patricia King's greed, you know, claiming that she's hearing from God when she clearly isn't. Uh, and then, you know, and then the so-called, you know, two of the so-called prophecies that we're going to be listening to from her are all, <laughs> all have a funny way of financially benefiting her. Yeah, let's uh, check in with Patricia King. Here we go. 
In Second Chronicles 20, it says that, that when you trust the Lord and his prophets, that you will succeed. And so the prophetic... Yeah, um, yeah, that's a twisting of Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20. Let me explain. So Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, it's actually verse 20 or part of verse 20. And here's what it says out of context. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. So there you go. See, you got to listen to the prophets and stuff. No. Uh, yeah, context, context, and context. Those are our three, 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 three. There we go. Three rules for sound biblical exegesis. And, um, yeah, the you that's being referred to there ain't you. Yeah, see, sometimes you got to pay attention to the you, who the you is. So you got to pay attention to the you who. <laughs> right. Yeah, the you. Because yeah, who the you is really matters. So the you who is important in, <laughs> in understanding the, the Bible. So uh, we're going to back this up just a smidge and take a look at the context. And Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1 reads, After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites, and with them some of the uh, Meunites, uh, came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Jehoshaphat being the king of uh, Judah. Uh, some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea. And behold, they are in... Hazazon Tamar, that is in Gedi. And then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek Yahweh and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from Yahweh from all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Yahweh, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did you not our uh, Did you not our God drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it bef- uh, forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Now, a little bit of a note here. Uh, it sounds to me like Jehoshaphat's engaging in, you know, prayer, you know, supplications. He is. Notice that there's a complete absence of decreeing and declaring going on. None of that going on there at all. Yeah, no. So, uh, and so, uh, anyway, so, uh, verse 8. And they have lived in it and built for you in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, the sword of judgment or pestilence or famine, we will stand before this house and before you and for your name, for your name is in this house and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now, behold, the men of Ammon, of Moab, of Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came from the land of Egypt, and whom they avoided and did not destroy. Behold, they reward us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not execute judgment on them, for we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Meanwhile, all Judah stood before Yahweh with their little ones, their wives, their children, and the Spirit of Yahweh came upon, upon Jehazael, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of 
Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all the Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says Yahweh to you, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the, the, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley east of the wilderness of Jeruel, and you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, see the salvation of Yahweh on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, and Yahweh will be with you. So you're going to know, they prayed, the prayer and supplication, God answered their prayer. Uh, The Spirit of the Lord came upon this fellow, and he prophesied. And so this is the context. So then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before Yahweh, worshiping Yahweh. And the Levites, the Kohathites, and the Korahites stood up to praise Yahweh, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. So you're going to note who's talking here. This is now Jehoshaphat talking to the people. Basically, he believed the word of the Lord in the mouth of this prophet. And he said, Believe in Yahweh your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to Yahweh and praise him in holy attire. And they went before the army and say, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Straight out of the Psalms, by the way. And when they began to sing and praise, Yahweh sent an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. So now we've got context. Context is the the you who there actually is Jehoshaphat reminding the people what the Lord spoke through the prophet that they had heard the day before. Now, this is not some kind of universal rule then. Oh, believe in the Lord and believe in his prophets and you will succeed. Unless, of course, the prophets you're referring to are real prophets of God, you know, like Isaiah, Moses, Jeremiah, Malachi, Zephaniah. You know, you kind of get the idea that I'm pointing here. So, I mean, if we're, you know, the prophets we're called to believe in are those ones. Yeah. Uh, Patricia King, yeah, not so much, not so much. So, yeah, this is not a universal application that somehow, you know, that, oh, if you want to succeed today, you got to listen to, you know, wingnut self-proclaimed prophets like uh, Patricia King. Now, a little bit of groundwork we're going to establish here is that I made the claim, and I'll kind of set this up now. In this so-called prophecy, or the three prophetic words, uh, we're going to hear important prophecies for the year 2019, Patricia King will be uh, fulfilling a prophecy given by the apostle peter mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, found in second peter chapter 2 here's what peter wrote uh, 2 millennia ago false prophets also arose among the people just as there will be false teachers among you mm-hmm. and who will secretly bring in destructive heresies even denying the master who bought them 
uh, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And here's the important relevant part. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. Now, I know for a fact that the Apostle Peter was a fellow who truly heard from God. He was one of Jesus' disciples, kind of in a, a super-de-duper important one, if you know what I mean. And, and so there's no doubt that uh, when Peter writes, he's writing Scripture. When he speaks, he's speaking you know, uh, forth the truth given to him by Christ and the Holy Spirit. So his impeccability, his soundness, his truthfulness is not to be called in question. And he warned us about what we're going to hear from Patricia King. That's the best way I can put it. So let's come back to her. Uh, she's already twisted Second Chronicles 2020. Let's see what else she's going to do. It's very powerful because it helps us get discernment for the times. So that's one thing about the sons of Iskar is that they discerned the times and they knew what to do. And yeah, it, it's funny. Wingnuts like Patricia King always involved. Oh, the Issachar anointing. Yeah, it's just bogus. If you hear somebody talking like that, yeah, they're teaching something false. So I want to give you three uh, significant prophetic words for 2019. Yeah. And the first one is something I've been carrying in my heart from the Lord. I feel a commissioning from the Lord to blow the trumpet on this. But there are All new. Right, so she's going to blow a trumpet on this one. Yeah, because, you know, it's been sitting on her heart for a while. Ew. Okay. Levels of warfare that are going to target the church, target believers in 2019. New levels of warfare, folks. New, brand, new, whole new levels. I mean, you thought the levels of warfare we've been going through before, you know, those levels. Well, there's new levels coming. Yeah, this is vague. And especially Christian leaders, whether they're uh, church leaders, business leaders, government leaders. And we need to pray for our leaders more than ever. I just finished writing a book called Exposed, which... Yeah, did you catch that little part right there? Is that, that, that little part right there? I just, I just wrote a book. Yeah, see, you know, isn't it, isn't it convenient? Isn't it? What a coinkydink that, uh, you know, this first prophecy... You know, just also happens to coincide con with content that just may or may not be the same or useful uh, regarding the book that I just released. Mm -hmm. In their greed, Peter warned, these false prophets will exploit you with false words. Mm -hmm. And their condemnation from long ago is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. Look at that! Look at that. Two millennia ago, Peter nailed it. Yeah, he warned us about people like Patricia King. Okay, so we continue. Craft in the church where I very candidly share some of the experiences that I've had with uh, witches and Satanists who have targeted the church and some of the fallouts that I've seen in the body of Christ. I go into detail on that, but also giving a place to stand in victorious warfare because this is going to be a time when we get acquainted with the King of Glory Himself. He is the Lord. What, what's the cash value of that? particular prophetic utterance that 
during this season, we're going to become acquainted with the King of Glory himself. What does that even mean? I mean, notice the complete vapidity, the vagariness of this so-called important prophetic word for 2019. Really important. Yeah, we're, we're going to become acquainted. I mean, we're going to Starbucks with him? What do you mean by that, you know? Strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And it is going to be a victorious season for every believer who walks in the goodness of God. Mm. But at the same time, we need to be discerning. Yeah. So witchcraft covens are going to um, uh, strategically target uh, churches and leaders because they know if they can bring down a leader or bring down a church. All right, so there's a witchcraft coven stuff going on. Yeah, whoa. They're trying to take out your pastor. Okay. That that the community that that church reaches or the or the influence that that church has will be lost. And so we want to remain strong because we're going to expand in 2019. We're oh, going man, to- I'm trying to lose weight in 2019. I, I don't want to expand. I've done too much of that. Accelerate in 2019. We're not going to be taken out. We're going, to, so- we're going to accelerate. Yeah, it's, yeah, like standard. It's one of our buzzwords. You can find that on our prophecy bingo card. God's raising up intercessors mm. with fresh armor, with fresh weapons, and is going fresh armor. Who do you could grab that? I mean, you know, Ephesians six doesn't say, and make sure you change out your armor, get rid of that old chinky stuff, and and grab the new shiny armor. You you need fresh armor from time to time. Have you read Pilgrim's Progress? I mean, the end of that is just just amazing regarding when he gets to take his when Pilgrim gets to take his armor off. But anyway, It'll be an amazing time when you only have a small battle. Mm-hmm. You only have a small victory. But when you're in a big battle, you yeah. get a big victory. Yeah. And that's what God wants to give his church in this He, he wants us to have big battle victories. Okay. And you will come to know personally, because as you walk with God personally, as the commander-in-chief of his army, you will get to know. No, I, I'm not a commander-in-chief of the hosts of heaven. Um, no, that would be Yahweh Sava'oth. Uh So we, we got a problem here, and that is is that, yeah... I mean, he, even here in the United States, and I know a lot of you are listening or watching from around the world. So, but here in the United States, we got one, one, one commander in chief. It ain't me. No, that that presently it's Donald Trump. But you know, I, I'm just saying. Know him in ways that you never knew him before. It's going yeah. to be an amazing season for yeah, you. Amazing. And by the way, I do highly recommend you getting exposed to witchcraft in the church if you don't have it yet. It'll be coming out in. That, that's the name of her book, by the way. She's, she's not recommending that you actually get exposed to witchcraft, but I'm pretty sure that if you are following and listening to the teachings of Patricia King, there may be witchcraft going on under a different name, but it's, you know, it's still witchcraft. Audio soon as well, but right now you can get on our website, patriciaking.com, you can get the PDF download right away. Yeah, or you it's only cost how much? Yeah, see again. Isn't it weird? You know, the, the three important prophetic words here, you know, prophecy number one is all about 
you know, buying Patricia King's book. What a quickening. And get the uh, the uh, uh, book, the paperback book. Uh, you can order that. Just go to patriciaking.com yeah. or you can get the Kindle versions on Amazon. Uh, but I highly recommend you getting that book because there's keys in it. Uh, for your victory, for your breakthrough, for your testimony that is going to... Yeah, wow. I mean, keys for my breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, Those would have been helpful in 2018. I wish I had them back then, you know. ...to you in 2019, and I guarantee you that as you read the book, you will grow in discernment. The spirit of discerning of spirits will, will empower you as you read that book. So the first word, significant word, is yeah. that there's new levels of warfare, which means... Right, new levels of warfare, which means you need to buy Patricia King's book. Watch what... <laughs> Wait till you get to prophecy number two. Wow. Yeah, again, let's review Peter's prophecy from two millennia ago. And in their greed, these false prophets will exploit you with false words, and their condemnation from long ago is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. In other words, uh, they don't have eternity with Christ to look forward to something different. But New levels mm. of victory, new levels of the glory of the Lord that the church is going to experience in 2019. All right, we're going to pause uh, Patricia King right there, pay some bills. If you'd like to email me regarding anything you've heard on this edition or any previous editions of Fighting for the Faith, you can do so. My email address is talkbackatfightingforthefaith.com, or you can subscribe on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Christian. Follow me on Twitter, my name there, at Christian. Quick break, we'll be back. More Patricia King. Stay tuned, don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. No sneaky squid spirit formed against us will prosper. You're listening to Fighting for the Faith. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. I've had enough. Of this sissy, frenzy, turning photo written music, you have the audacity to call worship. Men, put this entire girly praise band in the boo box. Let's wheel in the organ and get some real worship music underway. Ye be listening to Pirate Christian Radio. Max Holiday's Birdcage Theater presents Church Day Select. Hello, I'm here to see a Mr. Gary Sunshine. I received a telegram last week. Oh, of course. Just give me a moment. Mr. Sunshine, your 10 o'clock is here. Is that a tin can on a string? Oh, our intercom system doesn't reach where he is. I see. Sunshine, your 10 o'clock. Hi, this is Gary Sunshine. If you're hanging in, I'm not dead yet. Please break food. This has not been a recording. Leave your message after the twig. Really, Gary, there's a man here to see you. A Mr. Uh... 
What was your name, honey? Lionel Duncan. A uh, Mr. Lionel Duncan? down follow the path and uh don't look back what here's your lantern thanks Come in, come in, have a seat. Lionel Duncan, right? Mr. Duncan is fine. Of course. Well, Mr. Duncan, I'm sure you are aware of why we contacted you. Actually, no. Oh, I thought it would have been obvious. Not really. The telegram wasn't very specific. Okay, if I need to spell this out. Mr. Duncan, you've always been a very active member of our congregation. An outstanding one, in fact. You're a personal friend with many who attend here. You've participated in our outreach programs, occasionally filled in for our praise band. You've religiously tithed, I mean, your three consecutive Holy Guacamole Awards from the Church Barbecue Association speaks for themselves. I consider myself a big fan. Thank you. So, what's the problem? I was hoping you could tell me. You haven't attended our church in over three months. I don't follow. Let me consult the questionnaire. Did you at any point feel uncomfortable, unwelcome during uh, prayer circles, prayer ovals, or prayerallelograms? I'm preferential to the prayer rhombus myself. Not particularly. Did you find something offensive or controversial within our service? No. Have you ever been insulted or personally attacked at this church? Can you give me an example? Have you ever been called a baby, donkey, bus, or wankle rotary engine? Say what now? I'll write that down in the news. Have you been attending a different congregation? No. Gluten allergies? No. Was it the new carpet? No. Was it Mildred? Who? Oh, thank goodness. Why did you leave our church? Oh, that. I'm done. Excuse me? I did it. What? Did, did what? Everything. All of it. I'm finished. Everything? Every what? Now I don't follow. Every program, every Bible study, every goal, every week, every challenge, all of them. A while ago, I found out that I was only doing so much, so I rolled up my sleeves, really buckled down, and I did it. Can you give me an example? You're familiar with these programs. I've conquered the seven mountains, crossed my Red Sea, burned my plows, defeated my Goliaths. My wife and I's sex life has never been better. Quite frankly, I don't need this place anymore. I've outgrown it. You've been listening to the smooth tones of cultural appropriation. Up next is the new hit single, Mama, 
I've Outgrown the Basement by Cheeto Dust and the Neckbeards, featuring Code Red Mountain Dew. Oh, is that so? Yep. Well, I know a place for people like you. Those who are particularly gifted have been sent in the past to a certain Divinity Academy where... Oh, you mean Rex Quando, right? Yeah, I tested out of there well back. You what? I graduated valedictorian with a focus on reverse tongues. I, 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 I don't... I, uh, uh, here's my license and my achievement card. <gasps> the legends are true. Yeah, after that I discovered anointings, mastered them, and partnered with Chanel to make my own line of anointing oils. You sell them in your foyer next to the coffee shop. You made the Balanus Bonacle anointing oil? The very same. Mr. Duncan, I know this may be hard to understand, but life can be difficult. <laughs> I know that you may theme on top right now, but we can go through seasons of wealth and prosperity, only to then be struck down again in the next season. <laughs> I would have to ask you to reconsider your position as our services can be very helpful during trying times. Oh, I get you, Gary. And you don't need to worry about me. I actually just finished my prophetic almanac. It accurately predicts every season of my life from now until next year. I would have written more, but my pen ran out of ink. I promise I won't be needing your help anytime soon. But, 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 but what about any unexpected uh, 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 births? You know, spiritual birthings have been very popular lately. We offer a variety of services, including... The My Mystical Miracle and Me Spiritual Birthing Lamaze Course? Yes! Wait, I wrote that book. You didn't? Yes. The Emmaus Walk? Did it twice, the second time blindfolded, just for the challenge. Holy portals! Actually use one to get here. Saves on gas. The still small voice. Oh, we do duet night down at the karaoke bar once a month. Uh, here's my picture on Instagram of us winning the trophy. Ah! You might have heard our hit signal. Three words repeated 50 times with a soft piano. That's my ringtone! It went platinum! Twice. No! There has to be something you haven't done. Something you still need to do. There's no way you could actually finish it all. Have you... Have you... No. You've done that. Did you... No. No, you... Ha! 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 You haven't gone on your Jericho march. Marched around your enemies, pillaged the city, and destroyed all their gods. I wrote a post about it five days ago. You should really follow my blog. <laughs> I'm back. It was all just a bad dream. <laughs> what a nightmare. I'm safe under house arrest. <laughs> oh, sweet ankle monitor. How I miss you. <laughs> Did I mention I'm very good at dream moonwalking? <laughs> Hi, Chris Rosebro here to talk about our longtime featured advertiser, Cheapo Air. Doesn't matter if you're traveling for business reasons or for pleasure. Doesn't matter if you're traveling within the United States or abroad. Cheapo Air is the place for you to save literally hundreds of dollars on your airfare, hotel rooms, and rental cars. Visit our website, fightingforthefaith.com. On the side of our website, you'll see our ad banners. Look at the ad banner for Cheapo Air and look on it. There's a promo code. Write the promo code down, click on the ad banner, and then book your travel at the Cheapo Air website, and you'll have the opportunity to enter that promo code for additional savings. Again, fightingforthefaith.com. Write down the promo code, click on the ad banner, and save money on your airfare, hotel rooms, and rental cars today. 
Hey everyone, it's Rex here to tell you about a product that I use on a daily basis. It's Coffee by Gillespie. It's delicious. It's got the caffeine you need to be a functioning member of society and it's, it's coffee. There's all sorts of different blends to choose from that are themed alongside the church calendar. So not only does it taste insanely good, but it's also liturgical. Somehow. All you have to do is order it online at gillespie.coffee, and it'll arrive at your door in a convenient, resealable bag filled with either whole bean or pre-ground coffee. I personally like mine as whole bean because it goes so well with milk. Yeah. Now that's what I call a balanced breakfast. So head on over to gillespie.coffee and get some. That's G-I-L-L-E-S-P-I-E dot coffee. Rex out! Warning, listening to Fighting for the Faith could cause you to think that the people out there prophesying in the name of the Lord are a bunch of wingnuts and false prophets who are exploiting you. And just a reminder, Fighting for the Faith is uh, listener-supported radio. That means we depend upon you and your generous gifts and financial contributions in order to continue to bring Fighting for the Faith to you and to the world, you can support us. Visit our website, fightingforthefaith.com. When you get there, you'll see our three friendly yellow buttons. One says donate. The other says join our crew. The other says become a patron. Yeah, those are our three friendly yellow buttons. Yeah. Now, when you join our crew, you get to pick your rank in our crew. Uh, lowest rank is Powder Monkey, and uh, it basically ranks are based upon your monthly commitment. Lowest rank, Powder Monkey at $9.95 a month. After that, Gunner's made at $24.95 a month. Master Gunner at $49.95 a month. And then Quartermaster, $99.95 a month. Joining our crew, by the way, is a great way to support us. Of course, if you'd like to make a one-time contribution, click on the Donate button. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, become uh, click on the Become a Patron button. And, of course, if you'd like to support us the traditional way, you can do so by making your gift payable to Fighting for the Faith. And then send it to Post Office Box 13344, Grand Forks, North Dakota, zip code 58208. And let me thank you for your support. We truly cannot do what we are doing here without it. All right, let's uh, check back in with Patricia King and uh, one of a you know, couple of her three important prophecies for 2019. Here we go. The second word that I want to give you is that there is going to be a raising up of benefactors in the year 2019. The the raising up of benefactors. Now, don't bet against me here, but how much would you like to bet me (laughs) that she's going to talk about people raising up to become benefactors of her? So prophecy number two, God's raising up benefactors. Uh, Yeah, let me review that prophecy again. In their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Got it. Okay. 
A benefactor is someone who will usually write a check, but he's one who benefits people, mm-hmm. he or she. Yeah. And they'll usually write the checks for a big project or a, or a specific need, yeah. and they're called benefactors. And, you know, in this last year, I was given about three different prophetic words saying that, that there was going to be um, uh, benefactors that were going to be raised up to support the vision that God was going to give me. And I thought, that's... See, see there it is. So, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yo, God's raising up benefactors. We need them for me. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I, you know, this is not quite the normal standard fare, you know, prophetic word of the Lord for whatever the new year is kind of prophecy that I'm used to. But wow, I mean, talk about like overtly all about Patricia King getting more money. <laughs> Again, let's check Peter here. In their greed, these false prophets will exploit you with false words. Got it. Okay, let's keep listening here. Awesome. I would love to receive that, and I do, because we've got great vision. But I want to become a benefactor. And the Lord started opening up the whole realm to me, and he said, I'm actually looking for benefactors. Oh, yeah. He said, my eyes. God's looking for them. Yeah. I mean, so will God find you? You want to be a benefactor, right? Because he's looking for them. Ooh, 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 pick me, pick. Yeah, I think you get the point. Ah, man, just absolutely miserable. Yeah, this uh, woman is about as greedy as they come, but I think you get the point. So if you found this helpful, uh, and maybe helpful in, like, warning people, um, maybe you know somebody who's really keen on Patricia King and her so-called prophetic and signs and wonders ministry outreach and stuff like that and her Shiloh network, yeah, send them this video. Um because they need to be warned. This woman is exploiting people with false prophecies and false words. But don't worry, don't worry. Peter uh, himself said that um, their destruction, their condemnation is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. Yeah. Moving along. Yep, time for a Stephen Furtick update. the pulpit like you are a man of God your hand strategically cut to the new style the fever was fake and hot you had one eye on the camera as you watched the crowd applaud all of the pastors dreamed you their mentor, you'd be their mentor, and you're so vain. You probably think the Bible's about you. You're so vain. I bet you think the Bible's about you, don't you? Don't you? Who me several years ago when I was just a baby sheep? But you twisted up the Bible so no one else had said a peep. I was afraid then I heard the real gospel, heard the real gospel and you're 
so vain. You'll probably think the Bible's about you. You're so vain. I bet you think the Bible's about you. Don't you? Don't you? All right, so we're uh, heading over to Elevation Church. Uh, they always have New Year's celebrations there, you know, big blowouts. And it was fun watching the live stream on New Year's Eve and stuff, you know. It's, it's just a mess. Let me back off on this music. So the uh, the issue at hand is that uh, Stephen Furtick, for his uh, New Year's... Uh, a big blowout bash that he had this this year. Uh, he well, uh, he engaged in narcissism again. I I know I know. What should I expect from Stephen Furtick? the The name of the uh, message is "Come Through Drippin." Come through Drippin, and uh, this is one of the weirdest twistings of the account of the children of Israel passing through the Red Sea that I've ever heard. And uh, so we'll uh, we'll do a little bit of work there. See if we can make heads or tails of this. So without any further ado, here's Stephen Furtick uh, from New Year's Eve and his message titled, Come Through Drippin'. Here we go. But this scripture in Exodus 14 is, of course, all about transition and victory. So it's appropriate for tonight. But let me read it to you. Uh, Verse 26, Exodus 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground. With a wall of water on their right, look to your right. And on their left, look to your left. Okay, why are y'all turning two different directions? It's a universal kind of thing. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground. But the Israelites, this is how you can tell I belong to God, because I went through the sea on dry ground. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I totally tell I belong to God. You know why? Hmm? Yeah, I, I went through the Red Sea on dry ground. Now, uh, you'll note, um, there, uh, today, there are just not any people, you know, crossing the Red Sea on dry ground. So what is he talking Talking about and everyone there is going, that's the most amazing thing ever. No, what he just said is nonsense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, so I'm going to, you know, taking notes here. You know, I know I belong to God as I went through the Red Sea on dry ground. 
I'm <laughs> beginning to wonder. Maybe I don't really belong to God. You know, this is this is weird. Do me a favor, since this is a party, everybody participate and look at your neighbor on your right or your left. You choose. I'm gonna leave that much up to you. But now let me tell you what to tell them. You're gonna give them my title. Tell them this. Say, I don't know what you went through in 2018, but you made it. And tell them, hold on, no, that's not it, that's not it, we're not done. Tell them, since you came through, you might as well come through dripping. I'm dead. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> what on earth? I might as well come through dripping. Woohoo! Yeah! Yay! Apparently they start, you know, they had leftover eggnog there at uh, Elevation Church and they were serving it out in the, you know, the lobby before people went into the the arena there. Um wow. Um this makes, <laughs> this makes zero sense whatsoever. Now, he read out part of the crossing of the Red Sea narrative. And and here's the thing. In the Old Testament, the Old Testament is type and shadow. And the New Testament is the substance, the the thing that it was pointing to. You, if you want to talk about it in these terms, uh, you know, the uh, ancient church fathers, uh, you know, for, for instance, Eusebius talked in these ways in his ecclesiastical history. Um that the uh, that the Old Testament has the symbols, and then the New Testament has the substance. So, crossing of the Red Sea is a symbol. It is a type and shadow of something that is the real substance in the New Testament. So, what would that be? And, and uh, thankfully, we don't even have to guess on this one because the scriptures tell us. First uh, Corinthians ten says this. Uh, for I don't want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, the uh, the crossing of the Red Sea is type and shadow of baptism. And let me kind of flesh this out for you as far as how it how it works. So. Um, if you think of it, think of Pharaoh as a stand-in for the devil, right? Uh, we're all born, according to scriptures, dead in trespasses and sins, and we are under the dominion of darkness. We are enslaved to the devil. So, you know, so think of Pharaoh as a stand-in, as a symbol of the devil, and then, you know, God setting his people th- free, uh, you know, through mighty acts of judgment, you know, kind of culminating in the tenth plague, which is the Passover, and you think uh, that Passover lamb clearly is pointing to Christ, uh, and the idea then is is that anybody on the on that tenth plague, you know, the firstborn would all die, uh, unless their house had uh, on the door had the uh, the blood of the lamb over it. You know, he said, that sounds a lot like Jesus, right? Because that's all type and shadow pointing to Christ. So now you got the children of Israel; uh, they have they have fled. They've been able to escape from Egypt, but. Uh, that despotic uh, leader, that Pharaoh, who's a stand-in for the devil, he's not thrilled with the fact that the uh, these slaves have got away. So he's going to chase them and pursue them, overcome them, and and destroy them. 
and they are saved by passing through water while the Egyptians, when they try it, you know, God causes the sea to collapse in on them and they all die. And so you have the ultimate destruction of the devil in water. kind of. So salvation through water is a major theme of the Old Testament. You can see that, that same theme again in uh, the story of Noah and the flood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another type and shadow of baptism. Uh, Peter himself in First uh, Peter 3 makes that connection. So if, you're, if you really want to understand what's going on in the crossing of the Red Sea, your participation uh, in, in that was actually when you were baptized into Christ and you were f- set free from the dominion of darkness. Read Romans 6. That'll kind of help flesh this out. So apparently Furtick has no clue about this idea that Scripture interprets Scripture. And so he's now engaging in Jesus And watch where he goes next because this is just awful. Please be seated. How many of you 2018 didn't go like you planned for it to go? Messed up your uh, workout plan when your knees started hurting. You were paying off some stuff. And then your uh, transmission and plan for that. Which is why, of course, I don't come up here and do the predictable preaching maneuver where I challenge you to make uh, New Year's resolutions. Because um, resolutions are cheap. Resilience is priceless. Okay, resolutions are cheap. Resilience is priceless. What did that have to do with the crossing of the Red Sea? Now, I'm going to fast forward just a little bit. So you can kind of see how he ends up working this text. But man, this is weird. We continue. Now we're at the text in verse 26, where the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand. I'm so excited to share this with you. God showed me something this week that was so cool. Because That's a manipulation technique right there. You said, yeah. When a, when a preacher says, oh, God showed me something. Yeah, like This is some kind of like inspired interpretation. Oh, beware of that guy. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure God didn't show him what he's about to tell you. But we continue. First time Moses stretched out his hand, which had a staff in it, the sea parted so that the Israelites could go through, so that they could walk through what they shouldn't have been able to walk through. Now, there are some things that God did in your life this year with a strong east wind that if he didn't... So you're going to note that uh, he understands that the Old Testament is type and shadow. It's a symbol of something, but he thinks it's a symbol of something like, you know, some ordeal you went through last year or last week or last month. No, (laughs) no, 
No, no, no. That is a twisting of God's word. Do those things you wouldn't have been able to go through. Within yourself, come on, admit it. Within your own strength, with your DNA, and with your dad and your mom and their genes still kicking around in a cage fight inside of you, you would not have gone through it. You would have stopped in the middle of it and you would have drowned. But one thing about God is he, it, it, in Exodus 14, which of the Israelites stopped in the middle of the sea and then drowned by accident? You know, what are you doing? Uh. is only known by the evidence of what he does he is not experienced directly the bible says that the reason they went through is because a wind blew from the east and made the waters stand at attention so that the people could go through yeah. Now, you can't see wind. You can only see the effects of the wind. You ask me how I know God is real. I can't point to his nose or his ears. I've never heard his audible voice. But there are just some things in my life that don't make sense unless there was a wind blowing. Yeah, 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 I know. I'm having a hard time here resisting the temptation to talk about, you know, my self-made manufactured wins. What on earth is this? And why are people standing up? I mean, this, this lady in the center here, you know, she's, oh, like she, she looks like she's ready to pray to Stephen Furt. You guys are being fed horse manure. This, this is not what Exodus 14 means at all. Why are you standing on your feet acting like you're receiving manna from heaven from this guy? <laughs> These are turd biscuits. There are just some things. How about you? There are just some things that I went through that I know me and I would not have had the grace to go through it if there hadn't been something working with me. Uh, we're, we're all at the Hammond B3, man. We, oh, man, he's supposedly preaching. He ain't preaching. I don't know what this is. It's, it, it's a form of manipulation. He's just working them up into a frenzy. They don't know what they're really clapping about anyway because he ain't saying nothing that makes any sense. Now let's get into the text. This is a good part. Touch somebody say, come through. So Moses is stretching out his staff so the people can... Oh yeah, to the, come, come trying through. to get you tonight. You got to come through. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get you tonight to to come yeah, through. Total manipulation. This guy knows how to work a crowd. I think it would be a shame for you to be stuck in an inferior version of yourself, clutching onto a beta blessing when there is an update available in this house. <laughs> oh no! I'm clutching onto a beta blessing, and there's an update available in 2019. Where do I press the download button? Oh, man, this guy is scratching their ears, telling them what they want to hear, and they're just sitting there eating it up. This is pig slop, man. Tonight, by the Spirit of God. So I'm trying to get you to come through. But by the time verse 26 hits, they've already done that. Yeah, yeah. They're already on the other side. 
Yeah, they already came I through. I mean, you already, you already made it through 2018. You didn't have to come to church for that. The odds are good. Exodus 14 has nothing to do with whatever you came through in 2018. You wouldn't have died over these three hours that you're going to be in church. You were good. That's not why you came. That is not why you came. And sometimes we get so focused on whatever we went through. And it, it makes sense because it's traumatic. Yeah. I, I get it. Well, I really don't. I shouldn't say that. That's not fair for me to say because I don't know what you went through. So how, how dare me stand up here and say, I know what you, I don't know. I know what I went Would you just exegete? No, you don't know how to exegete, do you? Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, you went to a good seminary. You'd think you would have learned how to engage in exegesis there. Through this year. And it wasn't all stuff that you could see like this water that was on either side of the Israelites. To me, it'd be easier if everybody could watch you go through what you went through so they could have some pity on you and be extra nice to you. Give you extra sprinkles on your cupcakes because after all, if I went through what you went through, I'd be in a bad mood too. Wouldn't be cool if everybody could see what you went through and they could experience, you know, it'd be, it'd be, be nice. But every storm that we survived this year wasn't something that other people could see. Again, Exodus 14 has nothing to do with that. It's one thing when you walk through something physical, like certain things you go through, people see you going through it. It's like, man, I, I heard your husband has cancer. We got you. We'll pray for you. We're going we're gonna to get through this together. You're going to come through this. We're going to do it. When, when you lose your job, you know, people hear about that. Maybe you don't even want them to, but they hear about it. And then it's kind of embarrassing on one hand because everybody's coming up. Yeah, again, Exodus 14. It ain't about having cancer. It's not about losing your job. Nope. No, we're praying for you. If you need anything, let us know. I know you're going through right now. And although that's a little humiliating on one hand, it's helpful on the other because then you get to be the beneficiary of other people's empathy, and maybe even their material support. What's a little different is when the thing that you went through isn't something that you can point to. And directly name. Because sometimes I find myself going through things that, that aren't like the Red Sea. I have never gone through anything even remotely like the Red Sea. Like not even close. You know, <laughs> and I've never been on a, well, maybe the submarine ride at Disneyland. Does that count? Yeah. I, <laughs> I've been through, you know, the, the, the sea, the different seas in the Magic Kingdom. Is that what you mean? It's not something I can exactly describe to you. No, no. Did you ever go through something? And while you were going through it, you didn't even know what it was? Yeah. Sure. Why not? I don't know what this has to do with Exodus 14, but sure, I'll play along. Just 
Just a phone. Just a thing. Yeah. Just some stuff. Stuff. Just, I'm going through. I, I, I even tell some people that from time to time that, that pray for me. I'm like, I'm just going through. I can't, I can't even name it. You know, just, you know, just through. Just leave it as a preposition. I'm just going through. <laughs> I won't tell you what. I, I can't, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. I'm just going through. Say what? I don't even know. It's like, it's like a, it's like the, the Bible describes the arrow by day or the terror at night. And sometimes the thing about what you go through in the night is you can't exactly see it to name it or to know what it is. And in the passage that I'm preaching from tonight, they were, they were going through what they went through was able to be seen visibly. But maybe what you went through this year wasn't. Maybe What I'm going through right now is a whole pile of false teaching. It's, it's like the brown sea. It smells bad, too. And unfortunately, I need a shovel because it's not parting for me. Good night. What? A load of scubalon. Yeah, this whole thing was just that. So, yeah, that's what we call narcissists. When you totally misidentify what the uh, what the Old Testament types and shadows are pointing to, <laughs> it ain't pointing. Red Sea is not pointing to some invisible thing that you went through this year or some difficult time or any of that kind of stuff. First Corinthians ten, you know, First Corinthians ten makes it clear. It's it's uh, it's a type and shadow of baptism. Yeah. All right. We're up on our second break. If you'd like to email me regarding anything you've heard on this edition or any previous editions of Fighting for the Faith, you can do so. My email address is talkback at fightingforthefaith.com or you can subscribe on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pyre Christian. Follow me on Twitter. My name there at Pyre Christian. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to be listening to a uh, Christmas sermon from Keith Kraft about how to have a wonder filled life. Yeah, we'll be right back. No visions are cast here. You're listening to Fighting for the Faith. High Ridge Christian Radio Theater presents Death of a Salesman. Are ye a salesman? Why, yes, I am. Can I interest you in some... You're listening to Byron Christian Radio. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Listening to this program right now. Have you ever found yourself wishing there was more Fighting for the Faith content that you could listen to and share with your friends? Well, you're in luck, because we now at Pirate Christian Media have a YouTube channel that we upload content to on a weekly basis. We got programs like Twistbusters, You Don't Have to Be a Cessationist, Messed Up Church, exclusive Skype interviews, Pirate Gang Conversations, and our most popular segment, Dumpster Fire. So if you're looking for some extra pirate Christian media goodness in your life, head on over to YouTube and search for Fighting for the Faith and subscribe. Oi, Captain, we got ourselves a heretic. Yeah. <laughs> 
And exactly how do ye know that she be a heretic? She be endorsing the health and wealth heresy. Does he be speaking the truth? Jesus died to make us rich. <laughs> and what exactly do we do with heretics? Oh, uh, we throw them in the boo box. No, no, no. We preach the gospel to them. What if, um, the heretic doesn't repent? Then we throw them in the boo box. is to heretic, to R is to pirate. Get yourself over to www.piratechristianradio.com forward slash Refermanda and purchase yourself a copy of the game Refermanda and join the fight for the faith today. Fighting for the faith, we're well into it. Let's do this right. Bad the Ugly, we review it all here at Fighting for the Faith. We're an equal opportunity sermon reviewing service. Today's sermon comes to us via Elevate Life in uh, Frisco, Texas, uh, the Cathedral of Frisco. Keith Kraft presiding. We'll go back a couple of weeks and uh, take a listen to uh, a so-called Christmas sermon. We all know about the story of Christmas, right? You know, the birth of Jesus has something to do with us receiving a Savior, you know, things like that. It might be a good time to tell people the gospel, call them to repent of their sins, to be forgiven because this baby who was laid in the manger will eventually go to the cross, you know, things like that, you know. No, uh, he's going to be preaching about the movie It's a Wonderful Life and then give us made-up steps. He, he made these steps up, they're not in the Bible, on how to experience a uh, wonder-filled life, which just leaves me wondering, <laughs> scratching my head, wondering how he could think that this is a Christian sermon. I think you get the point. So let me back off on the music. Without any further ado, here's Keith Kraft and how to have a wonderful, how to wonderful your life. Here we go. Hey, Elevate Live, so excited to be with you today. And I have to tell you, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. The truth is, I want to be a George Bailey in people's lives. I want to help make people's dreams come true. And um, 
isn't the job of a pastor to make disciples preach the word, proclaim repentance and the forgiveness of sins? And I wanted just to give you a message today about how to wonder fill your life. How to wonder. Yeah, how to wonder fill it. So this is what, again, I call this a made up steps to experience something. So, so how do you wonder fill your life? Don't worry. Uh, if you have never, if you've never even heard of the concept, apparently it's in the Bible somewhere. And, uh, Keith Kraft is going to help us learn how to, you know, f- to follow these steps in order to wonder fill our life. Fill your life. You know, the word wonder means the emotion that arouses awe and awfulness. It's curiosity and doubt. It's surprises and disappointments. So on the back of your notes, there's a poem I wrote that's called The Paradox of Wonder. So if we're going to wonder fill our life, it's either going to be with awe or awfulness. It's either going to be out of curiosity for more or doubt about less. It's going to Yeah, um, just because you think that's what wonder or awe means doesn't mean what you say is going to happen. What? Uh, again, this is weird. Be about surprises and creating that spirit and that culture in our family, in our marriage, or it's going to be about disappointments. You're going to live in some type of wonder, and that wonder will either get you closer to God or it will cause you to wander away from God. So the paradox of wonder. Wonder can be a double-edged sword. There's good wonder and bad wonder both strike a different chord. When bad things happen to good people, we wonder why. So this is a poem he he, he wrote. It's live Mike there at uh, Elevate Life Church uh, for poetry reading. When good things happen we don't deserve, its wonder can make us cry. There's a wonder we have when things go all wrong. We ask, how did this happen? And we wonder, how long? How long will this last? We wonder within, will this bad thing ever come to an end? When haters hate so much, we wonder why. The wonder of our dreams can start to die. We wonder, does anybody really care about me? Will anybody, the real... Yeah, I wonder, did you actually graduate seminary and have you learned about exegesis? Me see. Then there's a wonder that's indescribable and almost surreal. It's a look, it's a sound, a touch, a taste, and a feel. It's a wonder that awakens a sense of wonder in you. It's a kind of wonder that makes dreams come true. It's a wonder that's amazing. It sparks a fire in your heart. It makes you believe your best days are about to start. The enemy of your soul wants your sense of wonder to go the wrong way. He comes to steal, kill. He he does? (laughs) Satan's all about causing my wonder to go the wrong. Who knew? You know, I, wow. And destroy the joy in your every day. 
But the wonder of Christmas is that wonderful Jesus came to get us on the right side of wonder and remove our shame. He Christ came to get us on the right side of wonder. Uh-huh. Is the wonder that brings great delight. He's the star of wonder, star of night, star of royal beauty bright. He's peace on earth, goodwill to men. He's the wonder of Christmas that makes us win. His wonder heals the brokenhearted. His wonder sets the captive free. His wonder heals the sick, raises the dead, and causes the blind to see. Jesus is the wonder of all wonders come from heaven to earth to make the impossible possible through a virgin. Jesus came to make the impossible possible. If by that you mean like, you know, sinners forgiven, dead, raised in Christ, sure. Birth. The right side of wonder is where God wants you to be. It's peace, not strife, love, not hate that will make you free. Don't live on the wrong side of wonder and be blind. The right side of wonder is Christmas, a wonder divine. Yeah, as far as poetry goes, yeah, that was pretty Vogon-ish. You know, just saying. How to wonder fill your life. The Bible in the book of John, the first chapter in the first to the fifth verses says this in the New Living Translation. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God and God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Somebody put an amen on that. He came into the very world he created. By the way, uh, John 1, standard Christmas text. It's part of it's yeah, it's part of the lectionary. Yeah, it's a good Christmas text. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, nothing was made apart from him. Oh yeah, and then that and then you know the light of the, you know that light shone in the darkness and all that kind of, oh it's a great passage, great passage. You know, God has come and made his dwelling place among us. Yeah, perfectly great text. But the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting with human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home in us, he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we... Yeah, this isn't the best translation, though. ...have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. The Bible says that his name should be called Wonderful. And that's what we're talking about today. Wonderful Jesus. You see, if you're going to wonder fill your life, you, you've got to understand that 
that that's yeah, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, Prince of Peace. It, it it Jesus isn't called the one who can wonder fill your life. You've turned Jesus into wonder bread. Responsibility. Wonder doesn't just happen. We make wonder happen. And when we choose what? <laughs> so I, I've got to make wonder happen. Ugh, I've, I haven't done that yet, and I'm 50 years old. To receive the free gift of Jesus Christ. When we choose to realize that everything in the world was made by him, through him, for us. When we choose to allow his life to turn on the light inside of us, that's where wonder begins. Some people are wondering. Says who? What text says that? It doesn't say that in 1 John. Rather than living in wonder. My goal is hopefully that you can know that this really can be a wonderful life. But you've got to wonder, fill your life so it can be a wonderful life. So a few things. All right, so if I want a wonderful life, I have to learn how to wonder fill it. Uh, I don't even know what he's talking about. Look at your notes. First of all, if you're going to wonder fill your life, you have to get an overview of your life. You have to. So step one is I need an overview of my life. Where is that in the Bible? An overview of your life. This is really interesting. Recently, researchers at the University of Pennsylvania examined the life-changing awe that various astronauts describe after witnessing Earth from outer space. The overwhelming emotion, the sense of wonder, the feelings of being simpatico with all of mankind seem to occur when astronauts view our planet from orbit or the surface of the moon. This experience has been coined the overview effect. In other words, there's a sense of wonder that they've discovered. So in order to have a wonderful life, I have to wonder fill my life. And in order to wonder fill my life, I, I need to have, I need to experience the overview effect. Why? Because astronauts. <laughs> it's not because this is taught in the Bible. It's, it's because astronauts. That's the reason why. That astronauts have that nobody ever has because of the overview, their view of the earth from a distance. Let me say it a different way. Their ability to view the temporary from an eternal perspective. If you're going to wonder feel your life, you have to get an overview of your life. And again, the natural supernatural correlation is that there's research that they've discovered that there is an awe, there is a wonder, there is an emotion that astronauts have that we never have because they've boldly gone where no man... So basically, if I'm hearing Keith Kraft right, no Christian has been able to wonder-fill their life because they didn't know about astronauts until, you know, the 1960s and 70s and stuff. Only then were Christians able to finally figure out how to wonder-fill their life because they, we needed astronauts to figure out that this was a missing component in our Christianity. Ay, ay. Gone before. Do, 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 do. Star Trek. Isn't that amazing? In this research, they've discovered that the overview of effect 
helps us better better understand emotions that astronauts commonly recount and how these things might benefit all of us. Wow. One goal of this research is the hope that deconstructing how the overview effect impacts astronauts, that researchers will eventually identify other ways to induce similar awe-inspiring experiencing for those experiences for those of us who are non-astronauts. The overview effect and the existing psychological constructs of awe and self-transcendence have universal neurobiological roots that researchers are examining more closely for future studies. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that... I I have no idea what you're trying to tell me because this has nothing to do with John 1, like at all. If you're going to wonder-feel your life, first of all, you have to understand, if you're going to have a wonderful life, you have to wonder-feel your life. And the way that you do that is you get an overview. For everything in the natural, come on, finish. So in order to have a wonderful life, I need to wonder-feel it. In order to wonder-feel it, I need an overview. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How did Christianity survive two millennia without figuring this out? There is a supernatural correlation. Get an overview of your life. Now, this is pretty interesting. Although feelings of awe and self-transcendence associated with the overview effect are episodic, astronauts' experiences appear to manifest into long-term changes. Listen now in their personal outlooks and attitudes involving the individual's relationship to Earth and its inhabitants. Wow. Astronauts who witness Earth from orbit often report having a magical or transformative epiphany when the sight of Earth as a whole entity puts their life experience and existence into a global perspective. Wow. So NASA astronaut Eugene Cernan says this, you say to yourself, that's humanity, love, feeling, and thought. You don't see the barriers of color and religion and politics that divide the world. All of a sudden you have this overview effect. You have this kind of outer space experience where you're able to view. Yeah, that's where this sermon is coming from. Coming right from outer space, man. This is like the outer limits of insanity. It's coming from, it ain't coming from the Bible, but it's coming from outer space. Yeah, you betcha. Something as a whole. That's the power that God gives us. When his super comes in, into our natural, when we realize that, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and that everything that God made, he made for us. When I invite Jesus on the inside of my life, I wonder feel my life because I give myself and put myself in a position because of God and my awe that I have for God, I'm able to see people that way. I'm able to see <laughs> I don't even think if you diagram this, Keith, 
people could really understand it because it's like you're making stuff up. People the way God sees people. I'm able to see situations and circumstances the way God sees situations and circumstances. Which again, when you watch this movie, It's a Wonderful Life, what had to happen? What had to happen is that George Bailey had to get out of the minutia. Now, of- notice we're not hearing anything about sin, the need for a savior, the forgiveness of sins, nothing like that. It's everyday problems, literally by an angel called Clarence that was given an assignment to help him see how life would have been without him. He had to get another perspective. If you're going to wonder feel your life, you don't just need an overview, but watch this. Number two, you've got to allow God to flow in you. Really, I, I, I need to allow God to flow in me. How, how do you figure? Where does one learn how to give permission to God for flowing? I love the scene where George Bailey says, it would have just been better if I'd never been born. It would have just been better if I'd never been born. Have you ever thought that? I have. I'd just been better if I'd just never been born. Nobody even would know the difference. Have you ever felt that real feeling? That's, that's what Jimmy Stewart said, Jimmy Stewart. That's what he said as the character George Bailey. He was just, he was looking inward. He didn't have an overview look until Clarence helped him see. And again, it's a picture of how God helps us see our life. Clarence says, okay, I'm going to give you a gift that you could see what would happen in the world if you'd never been born. And for the first time, George hears out of his deaf ear for the first time. You know what happens? We don't hear the voice of God because we're listening to our own voice. We're listening to their voice. And by the way, I've taught this. There's only four voices that you're listening to right now. First, there is their voice, whoever they are. There's your voice. There's the devil or the enemy's voice. And there's God's voice. Sometimes our voice and sometimes other people's voices and certainly the devil's voice, the negative voice that we hear override what God's voice says. All of a sudden, George Bailey leans in as if he had never been born and he hears like he's never heard before. You Right. Yeah. So that that there's, of course, you know, because he just put his super with the natural there, then we can find all kinds of. Weird spiritual meaning from that fact from It's a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. You've got to allow God to flow in you. Matthew one twenty three. the Bible says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God. Yeah, that, that's what the Hebrew Emmanuel means, yes. In us. In reference to the birth of Jesus, Matthew cited a specific prophecy from Isaiah made more than 700 years earlier. So more than 700 years before the prophet Isaiah said this, as, as it's recorded in Isaiah 714, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. I love what Colossians 1, 26 and 27 says in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past. But now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are to you. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. Somebody put an amen on that. Come on. Amen. Louder. Amen. Christ lives in you. This gives you an assurance of sharing his glory. So if we're going to have a wonder-filled life, guess what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to get an overview, and then we're going to have to realize that God wants to, Emmanuel was birthed to be God in us, God with us, God through us. So powerful. Uh, Again, where are these steps laid out in easier to follow format? He's the first man in human history to discover these steps, by the way. And then here's the last thing. The last thing is if you're going to have a wonder-filled life, you've got to stop and awe. Fill in that blank, awe. You've got to be the one that stops long enough. So not shock and awe. You need to stop and awe. Right. And you've got to allow the awe of God. You've got to allow the awe of creation. The Bible says that the earth declare, or the heavens declare. So I have to stop and awe. That's part of the wonder-filled, if you want to have a wonderful life, you need to wonder-fill it with the overview and the flowing thingy. And now the awe stuff. Right. Glory of God. In other words, all around us, everything that you see every day that you can just take for granted, all the trees were made for you. All the grass was made for you. The sunlight was made for you. The earth, everything that you see, God made for you. And yet we go, we just start going through life and we forget that God created the earth for us. And then he created us to be a dwelling place for him. We've got to. You going to talk about the sin problem, about how humanity fell? That 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 might be helpful, you know. Stop, and we've got to allow ourselves to be awed. I, I'm going to tell you something. This is something in my life that I regularly practice. I'll say to Pastor Precious, I'll go, "Look at that sunset." Look at that moon. Look at how beautiful the sky is. Sometimes you just got to stop all your busyness. You got to realize that person you're sitting next to, you, there was something that you were awed by them that, that caused you to want to spend the rest of your life with them. And you know what life tries to do? You know what the devil tries to do is to take the awe out of you, the awesome and make it awful. And you got to stop and you got to stop and you got to remember what you have to be in awe about. The angel helped George to stop. To stop focusing on what was awful and realize how awesome his life was and the lives of other people because of him. Can I tell you that there are people that are around you that are waiting for you to get an overview. They're waiting for you to realize that you have Emmanuel living on the inside of you, the glory of God to be revealed. So there, there are people waiting for me to get an overview. 
they're they're going to be waiting a long time because you know I'm not an astronaut. Through you, there are people that are waiting for you to stop and get a sense of awe and to see awe in them. There's people that need you to see the awe in them. The Bible says, "Let your light so shine." That people see your good works and they glorify God. Yeah, which kind of begs the question, what's a good work? That's defined by Scripture according to the Ten Commandments. Yeah, you just assume people are going to know what a good work is. And I don't even know what he's talking about in this Christmas sermon. It just makes no lucid sense at all. That's what... That's the kind of life that God wants us to live. But we've got to be the ones that wonder fill our life and we've got to stop. And yeah, I got to wonder fill it first. Is that part of God's law? You know, the the uh, the obeyed, the wonder filling part of your life. Let that person that you fell in love with awe you again. Let your children, when you look into their eyes, awe you. Stop long enough and watch them play. It'll never be that. Stop long enough when they're little and pick them up. You won't always be able to do that. Stop long enough and love. Stop long enough and kiss. Stop long enough and give the glory of God in you away to somebody this Christmas. In recent years... Other researchers have identified ways for ordinary people of all ages to experience a profound sense of awe in daily life. You don't need to be standing on the moon to reap the benefits of having a sense of wonder. As an example, a May 15th study, Awe, the Small Self, led by Paul Piff, a PhD at the University of of California in Irvine, found that experiencing A sense of awe promotes altruism or giving generosity, loving kindness. Watch this now. And he described it as magnanimous behavior. Wow. Don't just behave. Behave in a magnanimous way. That's what a sense of awe will do for you. First Corinthians, the second chapter, the ninth through the 10th verse. Here's what it says. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those that love him. Your eyes haven't seen it yet. Your ears haven't heard it yet. It hasn't even seen what entered into your heart. So how do you wonder, Phil? Yeah, that text is referring to what is coming when Jesus returns and makes the heavens and the earth new again, you know. It's not talking about some wonder-filled experience that I'm supposed to have in the here and the now. Life, you have to allow your eyes to see wonder. You have to allow your heart... That's not what that text means. ...to feel wonder. Your eyes haven't seen, your ears haven't heard. It hasn't even entered into your heart. Allow the things that you hear... To be wonderful and fill your life with worship. 
But it is and was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know, listen to this, the wonderful things that God has freely given us. Can I tell you that the greatest thing you can know is that God loves you. The greatest thing that you can know is that it can be a wonderful life when you wonder fill your life with God. Only you can decide to take a step back and maybe you can. Yeah, have you made the decision to wonder fill your life so it can be wonderful? Go to the moon and look to the earth. Maybe you can't go to outer space, but you know what you can do? You can go to your outer self. You can. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you, maybe you can't go to outer space, but man, have you thought about going to your outer self? What? Go out of your normal and say, you know what? I'm going to start worshiping God for the good things. I'm going to start thanking God for the good things. I'm going to get my awe back. I'm going to start being in awe of the people that are around me. I'm going to identify good in them. And I'm going to point that good out. And here's a very important thing that we learned from this movie. It's a wonderful life. When you wonder, feel your life and you realize that the world would be a very different place if it wasn't for you and the glory of God that's in you. And as you've heard me say hundreds of times now at Elevate Life Church, you have a fingerprint that nobody else has to leave an imprint that nobody else can leave. And in this most special season of the year where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, let's be filled with the wonder of who he is so that we can allow Emmanuel in us to flow through us and bless the lives of other people. God bless you. Yeah, that was just pure cavity-causing, you know, candy floss uh, just i don't know what that was but it wasn't anything biblical that sure did oh man that was just the kind of feel good message that just makes you just have those oodly woodly wormy feelings on the inside of you that makes you just want to go yeah and unfortunately yeah biblical preaching requires you to confront people with their sin Call them to repent, be forgiven, placard Jesus Christ in his saving office, his bleeding, suffering, dying on the cross for our sins, calling people to believe and trust in him for the forgiveness of their sins, things like that. I mean, that's what Jesus came to do. And, you know, guys like Keith Kraft, I mean, <laughs> they don't got time for that. They, all, they, they just want to. You know, it's like Napoleon Hill or something, you know, it's just to think, think positive thoughts and think positive thingies and on the glory and the stuff. And, and if you want to have a wonderful life, then you make the decision to wonder, fill it while having an overview, not from outer space, but from your outer self, man. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, that <laughs> just, whoo. That was a waste of time. Yeah, wow. Okay, so what'd you think? 
Love to get your feedback. If you'd like to email me regarding anything you've heard on this edition or any previous editions of Fighting for the Faith, you can do so. My email address is talkback at fightingforthefaith.com or you can subscribe on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fire Christian. Follow me on Twitter. My name there at fire Christian. Till tomorrow, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ's vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen. <laughs>